0: Uh, a high school band that played at Carnegie Hall, and so we went to New York, and we were, I got to see the Broadway play of, of um, The Lion King. Phenomenal. But when The Lion King first came out in the, in the animated version, and I watched it, one of the coolest things I liked was when the hyenas were saying, Mufasa. Oh, say it again. They say, Mufasa. Oh, say it again. The power of that name. And I kind of equated that to dad, the power of dad. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, that old cliche. My dad actually did say this. I brought you into the world, and I have the power to take you out of this world. Now, I don't know why he would say that to me, because I was the golden child. But, um, but you know, there is a power of being a father, and it's a biblical thing. And I want to tell you, I want to encourage dads today. Hang in there, even if you've blown it and made mistakes. Your children, your family, your wife is still going to be better off with you in their lives than with with out of of their lives. And I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit later. I'm going to give you a reason why we need to be not only natural fathers, but supernatural and spiritual fathers as well. Do you know we've got, we're about two generations into this now of fatherless homes. And and a couple of generations in now, what we've got is we've got a, a bunch of men that, that have been fatherless, that really don't know how to be fathers because they've never been trained, never been shown, but we need to be that example. But I want you to know, no matter what your experience is with your your own father, you have a heavenly father that will not let you down, will not leave you, will not forsake you, isn't going to kick you to the curb, is going to tell you that you are all that you can be in him. And so, uh, I want to just talk a little bit about that today. Can I get some more light up here, please? It's very important See, Malachi 4.6 says this, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. There we go. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. See, we need to be the type of fathers that children can turn to, whether they're your children or not. Amen. Um, you know, you know I, I, my family, I've got a son and I've got a daughter, and, and they're my children. But I also, I, was, I, I taught school for a, lot, a number of number well, for 25 years. And, and I coach, and I, and I still continue. And there's a lot of kids that I deal with that they may even have a father, but they don't really have a spiritual dad. And the power of dad that we have as Christian men, we need to stand up and be that. And I'm telling you, it's in You, you know how vitally important you are today in this earth and in the society that we have. Do you know what it does to a young person or any person? Put your arm around and say, I believe in you. I know where you've been. I I, I know that maybe the circumstances aren't good, but I believe in you. And I know that you can be what what God has created you to be with just a little encouragement. Do you know how many kids are growing up being told, you're stupid, you're dumb, you never amount to anything. You were an accident. You shouldn't have even been. You were just a cell. You were just a a piece of flesh that I really didn't want, but here you are. That's tragic. And I'm going to tell you something. Kids listen to what you tell them. You tell them they're dumb, pretty soon they're believing they're dumb. Pretty soon they're confessing they're dumb. My kids have never heard ever, their parents ever say you're stupid. Now I may have said, you did a really stupid thing, but you are not stupid. You are not dumb. That is not who you are. I will not allow my children to be identified by that term. The power of dad. And I'm going to tell you something, dads. Whether you want to believe it or not biblically, you are accountable to lead. God has given us a strength to lead. He's given us a strength. You know, in my family, sometimes things come against us, and guess who's got to be in the front line? Dad. Dad. I'm the one. You can say anything you want about me. Free pass. Do not mess with my wife and my kids. The power of dad will go into effect. Exactly right. Because why? Dad is put in us to be protectors. It's in us. But right now, society is trying to tell us that you don't even need men at all for anything. Not true. So let me go on. And so when you're talking about, talking about Father's Day, and I want to encourage men today, and, and so I'm, I'm praying about what do I want to share, and there's all kinds of things I can say. And so I'm going to start out with Matthew 1.18. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. You're thinking, it's Father's Day, and you're going to talk about Jesus being born? Yeah, because I want to talk about Jesus' dad. Not his heavenly father, but his natural father, Joseph. You talk about strength. You talk about it. I mean, you. I want you to think about that. Can you imagine the pressure of being a father to Jesus? I mean, you, what happens there? You got to discipline. You spank. Your hand falls off. I don't know. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> you know, Jesus. I sorry, my hands withered up. I don't know. Exactly. So here it was. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. I want to stop right there. And let me go forward in my notes because I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. That word just, a just man. Let me get my stuff in order. That word, just man, means righteous, or in right standing with God. Men, as fathers, the power of dad starts right there, in right standing with God. We need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it's got to start. Joseph was a just man. He was a righteous man. That's where it begins with us. Be righteous. You can't be righteous in and of yourself. It's the righteousness of Christ in us. Get with him, because I'm going to tell you what, it... Raising kids today or having a family today is not easy. My son's 24. My daughter is 17. My son, easy. I understand men. My daughter, help me, Jesus. I got to pray a lot because I'm clueless sometimes. Because I, they don't think the way I think. She doesn't think the way I think. I'm like, I think this and that's not the way. And I'm like, help me. Help me. But you know what? Because I know who Jesus is, I know I've got a Heavenly Father that I can go to and I can get the answers I need for my children. And I'll tell you what, you may be swimming upstream, but it doesn't matter. Because I don't want my kids going the way the stream's going today anyway. See, he was a just man. And it says this, and it says not wanting to make her a public example, because remember, in those days, she could have been stoned to death. Pull me down just a smidge. I'm still echoing. Thanks. And not wanting to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away secretly. Now, that word minded, he desired. He didn't want to make her a public spectacle. He didn't want her dead. And this is the way I put it down. He put her away to protect her. So if you want to put it this way, this is Pastor Skelt version. He set her free from the possibility of death. What do dads do as protectors, man? We don't want to see our kids hurt. We don't want to see our wives hurt. We don't want to see our families hurt. But I'm telling you what, it starts with being righteous. It starts right there. Because I'm telling you, we may make mistakes as fathers. I made a bunch. But I'm going to tell you something about being righteous. I am not afraid to go to my children and say, forgive dad, he missed it. That's the strength of a man, I believe. It's easy to justify and say, well, you know, you made me angry, so I had to slap you around. You better be careful. We need to be righteous. That's where it starts, dads. And all I can say is, thank God for godly men that are spiritual fathers and natural fathers because, listen, I know that some of you, this man right here, Gary Malport, is an example. He fathers men, grown men, that don't have a clue of what a father is and looks like, sounds like, or is. And so that's part of our responsibility. And guess what? Father, dad, you're accountable to God for it. Whether you like it or not, whether you decide to take up that responsibility or not, you are accountable. And it doesn't mean our kids are going to be perfect no matter what we do. My thing is, is you be the best dad that you can be and trust God. So he put her away. And in verse 20, it says, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in dreams, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That is a big, tall order. He never knew her. Now listen, don't tell me that Joseph's buddies weren't saying, listen, dude, she's a tramp. You're going to believe this story? The Holy Spirit came upon her? What exactly is that exactly that came upon her? Who? Yeah, right. And you're going to do what? Man, you are crazy. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to, and here's the other thing, the power of dad, we need to hear from God. You're not going to hear from God unless you're in the presence of God. If you're not in the presence of God, you're not hearing from God. We need to be in his presence. We need to hear from God, and then we need to be obedient to him. Because I'm telling you, the power of dad, when you are in, in right standing with God, and you were in his presence, and you are being obedient to him, I'm going to tell you, he will help you direct your family. Yes. He will help you direct. He will help you direct those men that come into your life that need that spirit, that spiritual father. Because they don't have a clue. None. And some have had such horrible examples of natural fathers. I, I grew up in a broken home. My, my, my parents were separated when I was young. They were divorced when I was young. My, my dad left the state. It was never a bad thing. You know? It wasn't that, that my mom ever was bashing my dad, and it wasn't, it wasn't a nasty, horrible thing. They were, they were kind to each other, and, and you never heard an evil word. But there was an absence there that could not be filled by my mom as she tried, she loved me. I mean, she's tough too. Tough. And all I can tell you is God bless you women that try to fill the void that the man is supposed to have taken up. Forgive us for that. But there was something in me, and it wasn't that he was a bad guy, but there was just something there. And, and I'll tell you what it did to me. It it what it did to me is it I had it was like there was some void, and if I I had to prove something. I had to be the absolute best athlete. I mean, I remember wearing myself out. Why? To just prove that I was worthy. To prove, I, I didn't even know what I was trying to prove. All I knew is that there was something missing and I need to prove something. If, you know, if I was just good enough, then I would get approval. And when I met Jesus, it took me a quite a while to realize I don't have to do anything or be anything to be approved by Jesus. Amen. We've got so many men that have been so beaten down. They don't even, we've got an identity crisis. They don't even know what they are or who they are in Christ. And I'm telling you, you have the power of dad in you. That's who you are in Christ. You are a protector, you are a leader. I'm telling you, I believe this with all my heart. Strong men make strong families, strong families make strong churches, strong churches make strong community, strong community makes strong nations. Guess who that starts with? The power of dad. Fist pump. I like it. You see, we need to hear from the Lord. And then you need to be strong enough to be obedient. And in verse 22, it says, so all this was done that it might be filled, which was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He was obedient, took him as his wife, took him his wife, and did not know her till they had brought forth their firstborn son and called him Jesus. Now, Joseph at that point decided, I'm going to be involved. You know, you can be a biological dad, you can be in the home, and you can be uninvolved. And it's just as destructive as if you're not there. Now, some of you may not like this message, but I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And listen, I, I understand. My dad loved me. I knew my dad loved me. I loved my dad. He knew I loved him. It wasn't there. And it, made it, and it had an impact in my life, and it wasn't a good thing. And then there came a season where I was kind of acting out. So mom said, you're going to live with your dad. That wasn't good for me. Because I, I don't know about any of you, but my testimony is: I was 16 years old. I'll never forget it. I was, I was 16. Now, my mom back in those days, man, if you, you smacked your kid, you weren't going to prison. Today, you're going to prison. Anyway, so I, I just remember: I was 16 years old, and I did something. I was mouthing off to my mom or something like that, and she had this old broom, man. She grabbed her broom, pow! You know, she didn't hit me in the head and she smacked me in the shoulder. You know, I'm 16 years old. I'm a grown man. 16 years old, snatched that thing. and snapped that thing. Dirty, you ain't going to hit me no more, are you? An hour later, I had to go down to the store with my own money. I had to buy her a new broom. I brought the broom home, handed it to her, took the sleeve off, and bam, there. That's for breaking my broom. So I was getting a little on un- because here was the problem. I was trying to become a man. But I didn't have a man to show me how to become a man. I didn't have a father that was there. So she shipped me down to my dads. Dads have got a strength about them that moms don't have. And I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not taking away from women and women that have raised their kids by themselves. God bless you. But there is a strength that a dad has. Things I could get away with mom weren't flying with pop. There's something about the power of dad. My son knows all about the power of dad. Gets mouthing off the mom and then all of a sudden dad shows up like in a mist. Where'd you come from, Dad? I'm everywhere. That's my wife you're speaking to with that tone. I suggest you change it quickly. See, he was obedient. It's very, very important. One of the problems, again, I mentioned identity crisis. Men, understand that we need to be biblical men of God. Because God, that power of the, of, the, of the Holy Spirit in us is the thing that makes the difference in our families and in others, as spiritual fathers. We have an identity crate. In the 70s, everybody's supposed to be a macho man, macho, macho. Okay? In the 80s, everybody had to be Rambo, guy. In the 90s, we're supposed to be sensitive. In the 2000s, we didn't even know what we're supposed to be. Man, woman, vegetable, mineral, what? No, no, I'm telling you, the Bible tells us what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be the leaders, the protectors, that we're supposed to have the power of dad in our life. That can speak to this spiritual thing and watch it come to pass. I'm going to tell you something. One thing I appreciate about both churches that I pastor, we've got men in them. Men. We've got great women, too, but we've got a lot of men. I don't think it takes a real man to say, hey, honey, you take the kids and go to church. One of the strongest men I ever met before I was saved, I was 17 years old, just graduated from high school, was looking for a job, and this Christian guy hired me to, to work construction. And they were going down to Big Rapids, out of town, down to do it for six weeks. And I thought, <laughs> easy money, working with a Christian. Because my experience with Christian men was not a good one. They were this on Sunday, and they were this Monday through Saturday. And then there was the other bunch that couldn't make a decision, and they were spineless, and I didn't have any respect for them. So I thought, this is going to be easy. We'll go down there and make easy money, man. I got down there, and I'm like, I thought this guy was going to kill me. The way we worked... 15 minute fifteen minute break was 15 minutes. It wasn't 20, it wasn't 25, a half hour lunch, it was a half an hour. when you were supposed to be working, you were working. I'm like, what is this? I saw a whole new breed. And, and I had a couple of men that I didn't realize what they were doing at the time, but they were fathering me. They were saying, this is what a man is. This is what a man does. I watched them pray, and it wasn't even at dinner time. I mean, we're, I'll never forget it. We are on the job, and the ladies would come out, and they'd bring us lunch, and we'd eat lunch. And, and this one lady starts, they had this big old burgundy Cadillac, great big land yacht, great big thing, man. And it wouldn't start, wouldn't start. They threw themselves in the hood of the car. Shalabakatele, start in the name of Jesus. And I'm thinking, you people are nuts. <laughs> Till the car started. Then I was really freaking out. I'm like, what is this power that they have? But see, it was the power of the Holy Spirit. But it was that power and that father figure that they were to me. It was the first time in my life I saw structure and discipline, and I had so much respect for that. And it made an impact. Did I come to Christ right then? No. But years down the road, it planted seeds in my life. See, they were father to me, and I didn't even know that's what they were doing. You don't know how many kids I've just put an arm around and said, listen, I believe in you. And you can make it. And you watch, I watch these big strapping athletes, six foot two, six foot three, just just break down and weep because nobody's ever told them that before. Never. We've got this power. And so, why do fathers, why do we need to have this power of dad that I'm talking about? Why do fathers need to be fathers? And why do we need to lead? And why is it so critical? I'm going to tell you right now. Eighty-five percent of the youth who are currently in prison grew up in fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent. Seven out of every ten youth that are housed in a state operational correction facility, fatherless home. Seven out of ten. Thirty-nine percent of students in the United States from the first grade to their senior year of high school do not have a father in the home. Children without a father are four times more likely to be living in poverty than those that have a father in the home. Children from fatherless homes are twice as likely to drop out of school. 24.7 million children in the United States live in a home where their biological father is not present. That equates to one out of every three kids. One out of every three kids not having access to their father. Teen girls from fatherless homes, four times more likely to become pregnant before they're 20. Amen. 72% of Americans believe that fatherless home is the most significant social problem and family problem that is facing this country. Living in a fatherless home is a contributing factor to substance abuse with children from such homes accounting for 75% of the adolescents being uh, adolescent patients being treated for substance abuse these are kids 75% of the kids in substance abuse programs follow us homes 60% now this is listen this one affects us right here our region because we are dealing with this it's epidemic it's demonic 63% of youth suicides involve a child who is living in a fatherless home when they made their final decision. Don't tell me that the power of dad isn't effective. Don't tell me that you don't have a purpose. Don't tell me that you are not important. Even if you have messed it up, dad, there is time to get it straight. I have, again, as a man of God, I have not have done, always done everything right. As a father, I have not always done everything right. As a husband, I have not everything, done everything right, but I'm still in there swinging and I'm still trusting God, and I'm still believing God, and I am not afraid to say, forgive me, wife. Forgive me, kids. Forgive me, Lord. Help me to get it right. Why? Because our kids in this nation are worth it. Our families are worth it. Our wives are worth it. Your kids are worth it. Whether they're my kids or not, I'm going to love them. Because, again, I shared this with our, in our eldership meeting. When I took the Second Church a few years ago, and I was, I was still teaching, but I, I stopped teaching, but I'm still coaching, people said, you know, you need to probably give up that coaching business because you got two churches now. And, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, and, I, and here's my explanation to them. Do you know how many pastors are just begging to try to get this next generation in the doors of their church and get involved with them? I'm there. Why would I walk away from that? Do you know that's probably a bigger ministry than anything that I can do here? Because I'm talking to kids every single day, and I break all the rules when it comes to the state. I pray with them. I tell them about Jesus. I invite them to come to church. What are they going to do with me? Fire me? Have at her. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. We have that power. And it doesn't matter if they're your biological kids or not. There's a whole bunch of kids, a whole society of kids out there that just need, and I mean, and not just kids, but adults now, that just need somebody to say, "I believe in you. You can do this thing." I mean, it's so gratifying for me because I had this young man write me a letter, one of my athletes. I mean, a big, strong, strapping kid, and he, I mean, it brought me to tears. But you know, he was he presented to me, and he was in tears, and he said. I, would, I never, ever imagined that I could be what I am today if it hadn't been for you telling me I could. We've got a generation, two generations of kids out there. We've got a generation of adults out there that need to know the power of dad. Yes. And guess what? we got it. We've got it. And listen, I know it's hard. The hardest thing, listen, before I had kids, I preached around the country. And I could tell you exactly how you were supposed to raise your kids. I went around telling your kids, you need to be, the Bible said, blip, 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 blip. If I can ever get back to those churches and repent because I was a fool, didn't know anything, the more I have, the longer I've got kids, the less I know. You know, I know that there was people out there just saying, oh, Lord, bless him with kids. Bless him with kids. Show him, Lord. Give them to him. Show, give him six kids, God. Then I'd be the Hamels. But, but I get it now. I get it. I'm like, I, I don't tell anybody about how to raise their kids anymore. I just say, I'm praying for you. God bless you. May God give you wisdom. But the power of dad, the power of dad to lead, to guide, correct, to be obedient, it's in us. And so I want to encourage all of you men today, whether you're a father or not, spiritually, God has called us to it. We need to step up, take responsibility, be accountable, and go ahead and do it. Because you do not know the life that you could impact and how it can be impacted. Amen? And teach them how to work. work. Exactly right. Yep, I mean, you know, all those. I don't know. I don't know. When I was growing up, I mean, there was chores to do, and you weren't doing anything until the chores were done. And if the chores weren't done, you weren't doing anything. And that wasn't You know, I remember sitting there in tears, you know, when to go outside. Well, are your chores done? No, 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 almost. Well, almost done, cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, praise God. Well, listen, let me pray with you today. Amen. Father, we come to you today. And Lord, I pray, I pray, I pray that this message is an encouragement to fathers, to men, Lord, that you've put some things in us that this world needs desperately, this society needs desperately today. And Lord, I pray that you just stir us as fathers and as men to be not only our biological fathers and our natural fathers, but help us be spiritual fathers to those that have no understanding and no idea, whether they're grown men, whether they're kids. We just pray, Lord, that you help us answer the call because, Lord, when we see the power of Dad go into effect, it will affect change in our society and in our families. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise that you so richly deserve today. In Jesus' powerful name, amen and amen and amen. Well, praise God. They're going to sing us out of here today. God bless you guys. Happy Father's Day. I will say this, one last thing. This popped up this morning and I thought about this. How is it on Mother's Day, every restaurant is packed. On Father's Day, we got to be behind the grill. What's up with that? What is up with that? Just wonder, just a question. You can discuss it on your way home. We'll do marriage counseling next week. <laughs> Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging in with me today.